Welcome, listeners, to the 27th chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the time travel episode. We are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Julian Field, and Travis View. We've got a fantastic episode for you today, one that bends time and space. First, we will join Travis View on his speleological journey into the heart of QAnon's fringe tribe of time travel enthusiasts, a group that lives in one of the deepest parts of the cave, among the graffitied stalagmites. Then, our carny raconteur, Jake Rokotansky, will put us in the shoes of John Titor, a time traveler kind enough to return from the distant year of 2036. Finally, Julian Field has brought Attorney General Matthew Whitaker to show and tell, alongside World Patent Marketing, the totally above-board company that he represented before getting his current job. The time travel connection will become apparent, I swear. But before all that... QAnon News. First up, QAnon theories about Ruth Bader Ginsburg persist despite her appearing in public. There's a QAnon conspiracy theory that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is either incapacitated or dead. And uh, that's... <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> that someone is fraudulently voting for her. Uh, but before I go on, uh, I just want to point out that this theory assumes that the greatest scandal in Supreme Court history, justice voter fraud, is happening right now. A- and this theory requires either the complicity or gross incompetence of the other eight Supreme Court justices, the Judiciary Committees of both the House and the Senate, and the White House. Uh, Yeah, everybody's reading glasses uh, went missing all at once, (laughs) and uh, they wheeled in somebody. The theory that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead took a hit when Washington Post Supreme Court reporter Robert Barnes reported that Ginsburg was spotted alive and well, attending a performance about her life at a museum in Washington. Uh, So this was her first public appearance since she underwent cancer surgery in December. It was uh, Jack Posobiec's uh, statement that he saw her at a gym. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Does, does that not count for you, man? Yeah, I, 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 the great I, I, reporter Jack Posobiec? Yeah, I'm afraid I don't take much stock in the word of Jack uh, Posobiec. <laughs> but many in the QAnon community assume that Barnes, who has covered the Supreme Court for the Washington Post for over a decade, just made it all up. Yeah. Here's uh, like one person in the QAnon community who was in Barnes's Twitter mentions when he posted his article. See her, Victoria S170, who said... Post her picture attending the concert. Hearsay isn't enough. Nice try. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. Nice try publishing your articles about, like, the things you've experienced, Mr. (laughs) Journalist. All right, yeah, so the next one is Just a Man, and he says, Oddly, I cannot stop think. If a tree (laughs) falls in a forest, does it make any sound? Got that one wrong. How is it a public appearance if no one in the public saw her? Okay. Well, that this is so. I mean, you the know, first the first yeah. sentence Fair really question. R- removes <laughs> removes all doubt that you're dealing with somebody uh, who doesn't really quite have it together. Getting the quote wrong and then also fucking up your only sentence. Right. It's <laughs> just an incredible setup. On the day of the State of the Union address, uh, reporter Robert Barnes responded to the crazies in his mentions by tweeting this, and he said. Feeling grateful for tweeters who say I and many others saw RBG body double as opposed to those who think I lied. They won't be happy if she skips speech tonight as she has a Trump's first two. Thomas and Leto, not likely either, but I swear, also alive. 
something else I want to mention about this theory is that I posted screenshots just this morning of the several people who were promoting this theory, and I got some beef from Jordan Sather, who quote tweeted me. Mm. Damn, as the a, galaxy's child himself. Yeah. He said, the QAnon community, as if three cherry-picked tweets are the whole community's opinion. Personally, I have heard no one say an announcement of RBG's death will be today or tomorrow. The more they attack, the easier our jobs get. It's like, well, dude, we're only saying that, like, we don't think she's alive. We're not saying that the announcement is going to come today. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah right. so stop fucking lying, Travis. Yeah. You yeah. Fucking liar. Piece yeah, I, of shit. I get this all the time where I, I, I show I show like three or four screenshots of like of QAnon people, they all believe the same thing. And then yeah. people are like, oh, that's not representative of the whole community. It's yeah. true that you are not applying sample size and the <laughs> fucking scientific method. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. For they, all is, of your love of bad science. anthropology. They, yeah. they do that yeah. to me too when I call out like anti-Semitic shit. They're like, okay, yeah, of course, like a couple crazies yeah. are going to speak for the community at large. And it's like, yeah, dude, but like get your man, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not fair to say that we don't think the Holocaust happened. It's just that we don't think it happened on that date. I it's, love the idea of being an insane conspiracy theorist, but then also a pedant. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also, uh, to your point, Travis, there was a uh, there was a QAnon drop last night. Ooh, um, right. where Serve Q, it up cold, where, baby. Where Q links a couple, he links a CNN article about Whitaker, and then a Breitbart article about some about Uranium One shit, and then he writes, "Read between the lines, blockade end." Good to go. Q. And if you look at the first three letters, it says R B G. Oh man. And so everybody's going like bananas. <laughs> Puzzles you find on the I back know. of a cereal box that's designed to be so dumb that it's nobody like, can get it wrong. It's like an acrostic you did in third grade. <laughs> Next up, uh, QAnon theories flow freely during Trump's State of the Union address. So on February 5th, President Trump delivered the annual State of the Union address, which provided the QAnon community ample opportunity to spin conspiracy theories. And I just want to share just a few of my favorites. So uh, this one was caught by friend of the show, Jared Holt. And it's uh, someone who goes by the name State of the Q. He said, uh, <laughs> Trump's tie is tilted 17 degrees to his left. No coincidences. Hashtag QAnon. Hashtag QArmy. I mean, how the fuck would you know if it's still yeah, exactly like, 17 degrees? Where's your fucking pick with the drawn-on lines that show me it's 17 degrees, you asshole? Like, and what, he's standing perfectly straight? Yeah, you can't make that kind of claim with no pick and shaky red finger drawing from your phone. This You're is right. so shoddy that you pissed off Jake. Tough to do. <laughs> so the QAnon committee also got very excited when Trump referenced 17 sailors. Uh, that all fucked me in my big red ass. <laughs> that caused uh, QAnon believer Alela Chen to tweet this, POTUS, quote, one of 17 sailors, end quote, Q equals 17, white squall, a storm is coming, hashtag QAnon, hashtag State of the Union, 10, 15, Eastern time. I like the interpretation. I think <laughs> I'm down with imagine, it. Can you imagine Trump trying to raise a sail, just sweating his balls off, looking around like, is there somebody that could do this for me? Fat tie just fucking blowing <laughs> in the wind. His, his tie blowing in the wind at exactly 17 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> One anon on 8chan found the unusual way that Nancy Pelosi clapped at Trump to be a veiled threat. I mean, it actually and, was. It looked so stupid. Oh, 100%. It and was, all the fucking libs on Twitter that are like, 
regarding Nancy Pelosi as like some right. kind of political hero yeah. now is like the saddest thing that I've yeah. ever seen. Put it's, those black sunglasses on, give her a little joint. She's so fucking dope, dude. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with what you guys are doing. <laughs> Just keep going, you fucking dunces. <laughs> Can you imagine Nancy Pelosi trying to raise a sale? <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, she would probably just float away. I just can't believe that she's seen as a good guy. Like, it's so... Uh, whatever. She looks She looks a little bit like... Uh, you know how they used to have like arsenic in the white powder that the nobles would put on their face? Yes. She just looks like she's slowly being kind of reduced mm. by the uh, whatever she applies to her general self. Yeah, that soon she'll be like laying in a bed with like her evil, you know, stepson who like really wants to be king next to her. And he's like, mother, you've lived a good life. <laughs> legacy he's like but now now is the time you must pass down the sword and she's like nonsense the crown will go to your sister beatrice yeah and then he and then he, and then he like takes a pillow and fucking smothers her for real her and chuck look like they just put on like a sagging flesh suit before they have to walk their skeletons out in front of the cameras so uh but this uh, this h Nan said this you know, the way Nancy was clapping when the president turned to face her, something seemed off about it. So went looking for video of her clapping at another time. Looking at the video of her being sworn in, her clapping style is completely different. In that video, her right hand fingers is going into her palm while towards the president, oh her God. fingers are straight out against each hand. Like a gun. It almost looks like she is pointing a gun. Oh my God. It seems like it can be construed as a threat. I could be wrong, though. Anons? Time travel and QAnon with Travis View. We're just stacking Travis with Travis. A fucking. I would love to see a human pyramid of just Travis's nude. <laughs> <All right. laughs> QAnon time travel theories are fringe, even within <laughs> QAnon. Q has never pushed any time travel theories. However, there is a small, particularly deranged segment of the QAnon community who likes to promote time travel. Time travel theories seem to tie into belief that Q can predict future events. But these people don't just think that uh, these predictions are the product of insider knowledge, but they're from the actual ability to see into the future. Mm -hmm. These uh, time travel theories are usually coupled with quasi-spiritual elements. Uh, to show you what I'm talking about, here's a post I found from a QAnon follower on Facebook. Who is Q? They are from the future. The future of a different timeline. Vibration and frequency. They are not from the old timeline. <laughs> <laughs> from our perspective, we can say they are time travelers, sure. Oh. But they are not from our old timeline past. They are from our future timeline because we merged with theirs due to us shifting our vibrational frequency. I mean, the shit that the shit that I bring in later is actually it's 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 on brand. Yeah. <laughs> so uh the most popular time travel theory uh, actually predates QAnon by a few months, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like more of a troll than a serious theory anyone was pushing. But it has been kind of adopted by some QAnon believers. Yep. And it ties together long-forgotten novels, the eccentric Serbian-American inventor Nikola Tesla and Donald Trump's uncle, Dr. John G. Trump. Donald Trump has an uncle? Yes. Called and he's a doctor. He was. He John, was. He was. was. Oh, he's dead. Yes. He, he has okay. since passed. Sorry. But uh, yes, to show you what I'm talking about, here's a QAnon believer on Twitter named Red Pill Popper. 
Oh, that's my alt. Who uh, advocated this particular but theory. But wait, so, I, want to, I want the, you know, if you take the red pill once, it's not enough. You have to keep popping well, you, them. You need to keep swallowing every red day. pills yeah. every day. Yeah, that makes sense. Once, once daily. <laughs> Here's what he said. Hashtag Tesla combined genius with ethics. Hashtag Donald ah. Trump's uncle was designated to review his work after death. Rumor has it the tech discovered was used for time travel to bring us MAGA. There, there's so many. Nikola Tesla is a particular uh, point of interest for all kinds of people. Yes, like, yes. he keeps coming yeah. back, and you'd think at this point, like people would have just moved on to someone else because he's a little ancient. But uh, yeah, they love it. Yeah, they love it. Great, great uh, Nikola Tesla cameo in the uh, wonderful film The Prestige, starring Hugh Jackman and don't. <laughs> Starring Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale about uh, two dueling magicians. Yeah, go yes. on. D- David Bowie played. Uh, and David Bowie yeah, portrays Tesla. Nicholas Tesla. And and like, man, that's probably the best part of the movie, I would say. It's amazing because the guy whose legacy is that one globe in Sharper Image is now like the hero <laughs> to all of these people. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I never thought about it that way. I always wanted one of those globes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it fucking hurts to laugh. <laughs> Jake is uh, Jake is actually injured this week. I uh, I think I fell asleep playing he got video. A, games. He got a gamer injury. <laughs> I think I fell asleep playing video games. <laughs> and I and I like hunched on my like left side, funny. And like when I woke up yesterday, holy shit! Like I feel like I have a cracked rib. Oh, Jake hurt himself. Falling asleep playing video games. Welcome welcome to my life. So this time travel theory relates to books written by an obscure 19th century American novelist named Ingersoll Lockwood. Tight. So Lockwood wrote two novels about a boy named Baron Trump. Of course, eerily, Baron Trump is also the name of Donald Trump's youngest child. So the first book is called Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and His Wonderful Dog, Bulger. In 1889, and the sequel, uh, Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey, written in 1893. Bulger was dead by then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the novels recount uh, the adventures of a German boy uh, named Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trupp, <laughs> who goes by Baron Trump as he explores weird underground civilizations before arriving back at home at Castle Trump. Uh, so they were basically just Alice's adventures in Wonderland ripoffs. Alice's adventures in Wonderland, but for men's rights activists. I'm down. I wonder if that shit's on Audible. I got a couple credits. Oh, God. <laughs> you could, yeah, you can read them uh, online for free if you want. Oh, nice. Public domain. There's supposed to be a lot of eerie parallels between Donald Trump's story and the story in the books, but they're really not that substantial. For example, the title character isn't called Baron Trump. Because his name is Baron, he holds the royal title of Baron. And uh, some people point out that there's an older figure in the book named Don, as in like Donald Trump. But the problem here again is that he wasn't named Don, but the character is Spanish. And so he's called Don, like someone might be called Sir or Mr. Mm. Interestingly, Lockwood wrote another book called 1900 or The Last President. The book opens with uh, the shocking victory of a presidential candidate called just Brian. Wait, wait. <laughs> He's what? running for office without a last name? <laughs> He's only referred to by one name in the book. I just, oh, my God. Okay. These, these were not well-reviewed books. Also, so. it's a Y instead of an I, so yeah. you fucked up writing Brian. Oh, oh, election. The other guy's lying. Vote for Brian. Okay. <laughs> 
So uh, here's the opening passage of that book. That was a terrible night for the great city of New York. The night of Tuesday, November 3rd, 1896. The city staggered under the blow like a huge ocean liner, which plunges full speed with terrific crash into a mighty iceberg, and recoils shattered and trembling like an aspen. The people were gathered, light-hearted and confident at an evening meal, when the news burst upon them. It was like a thunderbolt out of an azure sky. Alt-Geld holds Illinois hard and fast in the Democratic line. This elects Brian, President of the United States. So the theory states that Donald Trump somehow traveled back in time to provide the material for these books in some way. Whoa. But how exactly did Donald Trump, of all people, unlock the secrets of time travel? Well, Trump allegedly got it from Nikola Tesla. The following small part of the story actually is true. Tesla died in January of 1943, which was the middle of World War II. Well, it so happens that Tesla claimed he was working on some sort of death ray before he passed. Tight. And uh, the U.S. government, of course, wanted every advantage they could possibly get their hands on in order to win the war. So they wanted to see exactly what Tesla was working on. So the feds used a statute uh, enacted during World War One that enabled them to seize all assets of an enemy during wartime in order to grab Tesla's goods, even though Tesla obviously was never a wartime enemy and was, in fact, a U.S. citizen. They went to uh, Tesla's uh, New York hotel room and took all of his papers and sent them to the National Defense Research Committee. This was a government organization dedicated to overseeing scientific warfare research. And do you know who wrote the report about the content of Tesla's unpublished papers? None other than Donald Trump's uncle, Dr. John G. Trump. God damn, that is fucking dope. Yeah. Well, how many coincidences until mathematically impossible? I don't know. I'm starting to get pilled. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so John G. Trump, he was the real deal. He was a professor at uh, MIT, and he developed uh, one of the first million-volt X-ray generators for cancer treatment. During the war, he served as a technical aide at the National Defense Research Committee. After reviewing the documents for three days, Dr. John Trump uh, submitted his report, which reads in part, Tesla's thoughts and efforts during at least the past 15 years were primarily of a speculative, philosophical, and somewhat promotional character, often concerned with the production and wireless transmission of power, but did not include new, sound, workable principles or methods for realizing such results. So he was going a little, a little mm. off the rails. Donald Trump's uncle said that Tesla's final works were basically worthless. Ah. However, according to the baseless conspiracy theory, this was all a lie. <laughs> Tesla's papers actually revealed the secret to time travel. Ah, yes. Uh, so as the legend goes, Tesla conducted experiments in high-voltage electricity and magnetic fields in 1895. Through this, Tesla discovered that time and space could be breached, creating a doorway that leads to other time frames. Hell yeah. So John G. Trump kept Tesla's papers until his death in 1985, when in some versions of the story, the papers with the secrets of time travel were given to Donald Trump. And Donald Trump bent the laws. And he lost them immediately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so Donald Trump bent the laws of physics to apparently go back and write some poorly reviewed books 
that sort of sound prophetic if you don't look at them too closely. Uh, also, of course, prevent Hillary Clinton from being elected president. Of course. So the details of how exactly he used this, this time travel technology are really, really fuzzy in the theory. They sort of yada, yada, yada. They're like, he's part. got it, but... He's got eh, it. And yeah. then he did something He did some it. stuff. I don't know. He, did some, they, he made Q predict the future. The end. He injected Hillary with something right before she fell in front of that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Though, some have also observed that 1985 is uh, the year that uh, John Trump died. Also happens to be the year that the film Back to the Future was released. <laughs> Ah. Of course, in the 1989 sequel to that classic film, the villain is a vain, stupid bully who abuses the power of time travel to bring massive financial success for him while uh, ruining society around him. Yeah, I mean, he also literally, he looks like Trump. I mean, yeah, Biff yeah. could be some fictional Fucking, version of He beats Trump. his wife. He tries to kill his son. Um, attempted rapist. Yeah, attempted rapist, uh, attempted murderer. Um, uh, owns, a, owns a shitty casino. Has a name Biff. Biff. I mean, it sounds like shit. Calls people like lame insults like butthead. <laughs> Next up, we have the tightest time travel tryst with Jake Rokitansky. <laughs> okay. I did some deep, some deep, deep diving. And I, I really don't think that I even scratched the surface, but uh, I, I, I did my best. <clears throat> my piece is titled John Tidor the original time traveler from 4chan. According to the New Republic, John Tidor is one of the most famous of several internet forum posters claiming to be time travelers. <laughs> this is his story. In November at the turn of the century, a user calling himself time travel underscore zero appeared on time travel forum, time travel institute. He wrote, <clears throat> greetings. I am a time traveler from the year 2036. I am on my way home after getting an IBM 5100 computer system from the year 1975. My time machine is a stationary mass temporal displacement unit manufactured by General Electric. The unit is powered by two top-spin dual-positive singularities that produce a standard offset Tipler sinusoid. I will be happy to post pictures of the unit. Even in the internet's early days, posters were chock full of skepticism and smugness and immediately pounced on the time traveler with questions about our world and his. Titer, not one to dox himself, communicated primarily on the forum through private messages to Pamela Moore, who would then post users' questions along with Titer's answers. Pamela writes, Can you tell me what it feels like to time travel? When you are in the process of doing it, what does it feel like? And what do you see and hear? You made mention that you had to get used to the fields. Do you see a bright flash of light? And Titer responds, Interesting first question. The unit has a ramp-up time after the destination coordinates are fed into the computers. An audible alarm and a small light in a short countdown, at which point you should be secured in a seat. The gravity field generated by the unit overtakes you very quickly. You feel a tug toward the unit similar to rising quickly in an elevator, and it continues to rise based on the power setting the unit is working under. At 100% power, the constant pull of gravity can be as high as 2 Gs or more, depending on how close you are to the unit. There are no serious side effects, but I try to avoid eating before a flight. <laughs> This is so much better than the QAnon stuff. No bright flash of light is seen. Outside, the vehicle appears to accelerate as the light is bent around it. We have to wear sunglasses or close our eyes as this happens due to a short burst of ultraviolet radiation. Personally, I think it looks like you're driving under a rainbow. After that, it appears to fade to black and remains totally black until the unit is turned off. We are advised to keep the windows closed as a great deal of heat builds up outside the car. The gravity field also traps a small air pocket around the car that acts as your only O2 supply unless you bring compressed air with you. 
This pocket will only last for a short period and a carbon sensor tells us when it's too dangerous. The C204 unit is accurate from 50 to 60 years a jump and travels at about 10 years an hour at 100% power. Wait, he's actually saying that they recommend you don't time travel with the windows down on the vehicle? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pamela Moore serves actually as a pretty decent interviewer. She claims to have had a dream in 1998 about an encounter with a time traveler. Uh, Therefore, her questions contain a contagious amount of wonder about John and the time from which he hails. When she asks Tidor about what life is like in 2036, he replies, It is difficult to describe 2036 in detail without spending a great deal of time explaining why things are so different. In 2036, I live in Central Florida with my family, and I'm currently stationed at an army base in Tampa. A world war in 2015 killed nearly 3 billion people. The people that survived grew closer together. Life is centered around the family and then the community. I cannot imagine living even a few hundred miles away from my parents. There is no large industrial complex creating masses of useless food and recreational items. Food and livestock is grown and sold locally. People spend much more time reading and talking together face to face. Religion is taken seriously and everyone can multiply and divide in the heads. I cannot imagine living even a few hundred miles away from my parents. In fact, I still live in their basement. So, forum users were eager to understand the science behind Titer's method of time travel. There are multiple posts where Titer does explain time travel in 2036 to the best of his ability, but admits that at the end of the day, he's just the guy they put in the machine. (laughs) Titer explains that one has to be very specific when choosing locations for travel due to the risk of appearing inside a giant cement building that didn't exist in the world line of origin. He says, Time travel is achieved by altering gravity. This concept is already proven by atomic clock experiments. The closer an observer is to a gravity source, high mass, the slower time passes for them. Traveling at high speeds mimics this effect, which equals the twin paradox of faster than light travel. However, this type of gravity manipulation is not sufficient to alter your world line. So Titer confirms that the, quote, many worlds theory by Hugh Everett III is mostly correct. Based on his observations, our timeline differs from his by about 2.5%, which many of his supporters claim accounts for why some of his predictions happened differently than he explained or didn't occur at all. Titer provides some Titer provides some interesting side effects to time travel. He claims that the sphere of gravity generated by the machine transports the dirt under the car with it. So when the time machine reaches its final destination, it often surrounded by a mound of dirt. Right, right. So the, the when we talk about the car, uh, the time machine is mounted in the back of a 1967 Chevrolet. Um, Tidor chose it because, uh, as you'll see later, he initially traveled back to to the year 1975, and he picked he wanted to pick a car that would fit in. Guys, guys, imagine you're General Electric and you're developing a fucking time travel machine, and yet you're like, guys, I think we should put this in a 1967 car body. I know that every time we do like uh, aerospace shuttles, we make a new design. But in this case, I'm just thinking, hey, we use an old car and we fucking shove everything we can into the fucking motor. Well, this this unit is portable, so you can move it between. You can you can move it. Uh, you can. He's got it in this car, um, and you can move it to other cars. He actually 
He he oh. says in one of the posts because you want you you don't want to have to rent a car immediately after time traveling. So you know, just drive. You can drive right off. So this time travel is just it was just like a, it was like a car mod, just a premium upgrade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it yeah. kind of looks like a like a big set of speakers that you put in. I've actually here's some pictures of the time machine. Um, and for an I gotta say, for an internet shit poster, this guy is fucking amazing. And we'll post the pictures on the Patreon site. There is a schematic that is apparently out of the manual from the time travel. Uh, device. Experts who have looked at these diagrams all agree that whoever created them obviously had an impressive understanding of electronics. However, they did not seem to serve any reasonable function. Nevertheless, that did not stop a man by the name of Marlon Pullman from trying to patent them in 2004. Damn. And I've included a picture of the patent here. So this guy based stealing time travel. So this guy it. basically wow. took the pictures that that Tidor posted on the fucking and tried to patent them. Yeah, and tried to patent them. Trigger warning for uh, sexual assaults. Uh, according to an article written by Thrillist, uh, Martin Pullman is, quote, currently spending six years in prison for drugging and raping four oh women. Oh, my God. A according to police, he he mixed a cocktail of LSD, ecstasy, and nitrous oxide into spring-loaded syringes and fuck? injected his victims in their necks before having his way with them. Uh, anyways, I digress. Uh, the time machine was invented in 2034 by General Electric, who finally completed work started with the construction of CERN, uh, a European research organization that operates the largest particle physics laboratory in the world. Uh, Tidar tells forum users that he does not work for GE and that he refuses to give them stock tips when they ask for them. <laughs> okay. After getting dragged online by a couple forum posters, Tidar responds, Yes, I realize people become hostile. I don't expect anyone to believe me and I have nothing to sell. I take no offense by it. Just out of curiosity, if you were a time traveler, what do you think it would take to get people to believe you? Showing anything from the different era. End of story. I suppose we could agree that no particular era in history is famous for its development of humanity. But just once, what? I would like to hear questions like, what is family life like in the future? How does society deal with poverty? Is AIDS, abortion, and drug use still a problem? Abortion's not a problem. Why don't I give you a stock tip? The money you would make would dilute the intelligence and forethought that a smart person had in picking the stock all by themselves. If I told you how to get rich, I would be taking money from them and giving it to you. He just didn't expect that by being as precise as he was with the GE reference that people would be like, <laughs> oh, GE invents time travel? Well, I'm going to invest in that stock. <laughs> hmm. John Tidor is starting to sound suspiciously like a Republican. Yeah, I mean, he did call abortion <laughs> a problem. I've pieced together his history as best as I could from the forum posts. Tidor claims to have been born in 1998. A life as an adolescent was incredibly difficult for him. In the early thousands, his life was filled with strife. He claims that a compromised presidential election in the early 2000s plunges the country into a civil war. He describes it as Waco-like incidents that just keep ramping up until the country reaches a boiling point. At 14, he joins a local shotgun militia called the Fighting Diamondbacks, <laughs> <laughs> where he claims to have witnessed egregious amounts of violence. Oh my God. According to Titer, the Civil War eventually triggers a brief but intense nuclear exchange with none other than Russia. I shit you not. Three billion people die. Hmm. He describes the time after the war as incredibly peaceful. Communities are the anchor of his worldline society. Everyone works fairly rural jobs, and the less fortunate in society are lifted up and given a purpose. 
only a true genius can think that after a giant world war that kills billions of people that there's just like a period of lovely peace. There's there's actually a part where he goes, well, maybe we killed the right three billion people. <laughs> Jesus, the fight, the fighting Diamondbacks, it just sounds like a, a street gang from the 50s. They're a, an actual militia. I, I fucking looked them up. They, they exist. I don't oh. know if they exist because of this post or what, but... Oh, here we go. Here around. we go. Here's the religious shit. Okay, so here we go. So Titor says... Yes, I believe in Jesus Christ and we pray to God in churches. There's some differences you may be interested in. Religion is a major part of people's life in 2036. Pain and change tend to bring people together and closer to God. However, religion is far more personal than it is now. There are no huge centralized religions and people talk openly about their beliefs. Life is much more rural in the future, but high technology is used to communicate and travel. People raise a great deal of their own food and do more farm work. Yes, compared to now, we do work long hours. After the war, my father made a living selling oranges up and down the west coast I, of Florida. My, clo <laughs> <laughs> my closest friend raises horses, and another works for a company that maintains wireless internet nodes. Cool. So they still have Spectrum uh, in 2036. And like 2036 <laughs> is not that far in the future. You wouldn't... <laughs> Like in 20 years, like we've all decided God is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely the trend. But so. it's interesting that, that like Q, the religion stuff sort of oh, works its way. Yeah. yeah, sort of works its way in. Um, in his time, Tidar says that he spends most of his time living with his parents in a community of tree houses on a large river in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, Tidar claims he works for the military, which play a big part of life in 2036 United of course, States. Yeah, God and the military have taken over. He and his fellow operators are tasked with traveling between around 50 to 60 years into the past and retrieving various items to aid in the rebuilding of his society after decades of both foreign and domestic wars. Mm -hmm. uh, the turn of the century was just a pit stop for Tidar. He had initially traveled to 1975 to retrieve retrieve an IBM 5100 computer needed to debug a vital piece of the computer equipment in 2036. Uh, Titer claimed that the 5100 was a special model, that it contained a feature discontinued on future models that allowed the machine to emulate programs in older languages. He was right. One of the engineers, Bob Dubka, who designed the 5100, uh, admitted that they had been worried about how their competition might abuse this feature, and they decided to tell no one about it until they were able to circulate models excluding it. So basically, this model of IBM could emulate uh, software in older languages, and at some point in 2036, uh, to debug certain shit, something close to like uh, like Y2K, they needed to be able to have this computer to debug another piece of software, or some some shit like. Yeah, he, that's how computers work. Yeah, he goes into he goes into so much detail about this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, this he's is like my copy of Parallels on Mac uh, <laughs> ceased working, and I was obliged to go back to 1975. Um. Titer explains that after he successfully retrieved the IBM unit, he was just hanging around in the year 2000 for personal reasons, uh, mostly to spend time with who he says is his family. On March 24th of 2001, Titer made his final post. Let's be honest, I wanted to fuck my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Accusing the people of our time of being incredibly frightening. He warns of a coming Crutzfield Jacob disease epidemic and scolds our society for the way we treat our homeless and then disappears forever. When 2004 through 2015 passed without incident, loyal followers claimed that because Titer had warned our society of the coming dangers, we were somehow able to avoid them. But here's what I think. 
I think that because of the variations in the timelines, Titer's predictions were off by about a decade. Right. That the presidential election for which he blames the Civil War was the 2016 election. The escalation of mass shootings mirrors Titer's prophecy of Waco-style events heating to a boiling point. The Civil War could be right around the corner, and in a moment of weakness, Russia could very well decide to go for checkmate. Just a few days ago, the US and Russia each pulled out of the INF agreement over nuclear weapons treaties. Is it so hard to imagine the future Titer predicts? All I can say for sure is if that day comes, you can bet your ass I'll be with the Fighting Diamondbacks. <laughs> the Fighting Diamondbacks, alongside a young John Titer, charging through Epcot Center in the battle for Disney World. I have a feeling I'll be one of many. That's right, listeners. You can join Jake on that epic journey. If only you'll buy into a couple of things. Here. <laughs> 2036, not that far away. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll yeah. be like in my, I'll be like 50 something. So you're claiming he's off by 10 years. So you're basically saying there were all these operators sent to the, the past, and John Titor is just like the dumbest of them. Well, he stops for a pit stop in 2000 just to hang out. He gets everything wrong by 10 fucking years. Well, here's His the th- whole job is to travel through time. Here, here's the thing, is that when you travel through time, <laughs> when you travel through time, yeah. you're not traveling essentially to your same uh, like world mm-hmm. line, your same yeah. timeline. So the thing is, is that anytime you jump back, you can't jump back to your exact time. Right. You jump back to a time period of a world that's similar, and they've got he he goes into majorly in depth of how of this course. is possible with like yeah. a the, he has this thing called like a VGL, which is like a, a gravity lock system. I mean, it's I mean, it's unreal. Um, if we if it, yeah, I would love I would love if we have any listeners who are. Uh, uh, versed in uh, quantum mechanics or uh, electronics, I would love to hear your opinions on um, on if any of this shit tracks. But basically, the reason that he's off, the reason that he's off, is because <laughs> our world line is slightly different from his, and so some he says that for the most part, it looks like we are living in the the timeline that he's used to, but it's off by about two point five percent. Travis so, looks like so the, the I blinky think. I doubtful me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, it's like, <laughs> two, how do you measure differences in timeline? Two point five percent. That seems awfully precise. Yeah. Like, like is like how you measure how you measure all events that happen in the timeline, and then measure the difference between that and another. Yeah, he that's claims, that's that's the issue with. He them. claims well, based <laughs> on precision. Yeah. He he can't. He claims based on uh, observations that he made in nineteen seventy five when he first. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he first jumped and then also observations that he's made uh, from 2000 to 2001 while he was, uh, you know, while he was there uh, staying in Florida. I'm imagining like like a future library of like multiple history books for all the different timelines that they accidentally created because they they went (laughs) back in time. Yeah, Yeah. uh, towards the end, he um, he tries to he has like, man, a number of posts where he tries to uh, invite people to come with him uh, back to the year 2036. And he lists like tons of details about like where they can, where they need to meet up and what they need to bring with what them. What pictures and, they need to send him first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, I mean, all is- that kind of stuff. Um, he's, he's posted a, he's posted a bunch of pictures. There's, there's a really cool picture of him with a, uh, a laser pointer, uh, standing next to, (laughs) 
standing next to the time travel, standing next to the time. Uh, he's standing yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. feet away from the time travel device, right? And the laser is actually bending uh, like a like a rainbow, like into the gravity field. And so oh, wow. a lot of people think that that picture, the one of the, that picture is is you know proof that that this thing is real. I mean, there's a lot of people that really believe that this guy is the real deal when it comes to yeah. a time traveler in our time. And and I got to admit. For, for a, like I said earlier, for a shit poster, he's got the goods. I mean, yeah. he's just, supposed it to... just so happens he loves God and lives in Florida. Loves so God, lives in Florida. My theory is you take away the computer and phone of everybody over 60 in Florida and the conspiracy theories in this country go down by 50 to 60 percent overnight. And now for our next segment, Trust A.G. Whitaker's Time Travel Company with Julian Field. On November 7th, 2018... Jeff Sessions resigned from his position as Attorney General. He was replaced by Matthew Whitaker. This shook up the QAnon community who consistently looked to Jeff Sessions to imprison their enemies. Q helped them transition by posting about Whitaker frequently. There are 11 different drops that mention him by name. It worked. The QAnon community has seemingly taken all the hope they had riding on Sessions and transferred it right over to Whitaker. Mm -hmm. But... Matthew has a checkered past, to say the least, with a string of politically motivated prosecutions, shady business dealings, and failed real estate investments. For the sake of this episode, I want to focus on his relationship to a specific company. Let's talk about World Patent Marketing. Matthew Whitaker joined the board in 2014 and the company contributed to his Senate campaign that same year. The conceit of World Patent Marketing, or WPM, was that inventors could come to them to protect, develop, and market their ideas. WPM would charge them fees of up to $400,000 and often go completely silent after receiving payment. When the would-be inventors complained, WPM would respond with intimidation and threats. So how did they attract inventors? Well, they lied. Their website claimed that their customers went on to sell their inventions in AutoZone, Bed Bath & Beyond, Best Buy, Home Depot, Sears, Staples, Target, Toys R Us, and Walgreens, among others. It is unclear if any of this ever happened. They once claimed to have worked with Mattel on the, quote, latest toy inventions. They backed up these misleading statements with fake testimonials and success stories. They also expertly gamed a series of reputation websites like Consumer Affairs, Trustpilot, Shopper Approved, Customer Lobby, and even the Better Business Bureau, with which they claimed to have an A rating. One of the things WPM did was market specifically to military veterans, offering them discounts and claiming to champion their cause. Here's a sample of the stuff they were emailing people who complained. Quote, Do you think all these powerful and influential people would join forces with me if what you said were true? We have former U.S. attorneys, members of President Obama's advisory council, military generals, famous doctors. Think about it. Another email stated, quote, Our security team is, quote, all ex-Israeli special ops and trained in Krav Maga, one of the most deadly of the martial <laughs> arts. The World Patent Marketing Security Team are the kind of guys who were trained to knock out first and ask questions later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Another email stated, Hey, genius! I understand you emailed one of my board members telling her you think my company lacks integrity and, and you think we might be a fraud. Just wanted to let you know, that is probably going to be the most expensive email you ever sent. <laughs> I hope it was worth it. Meet my attorneys, Eric Kreisman and Andrew Levi. They really enjoy meeting new people. 
The company often relied on Whitaker's past as a U.S. attorney to threaten customers who complained, and Whitaker often responded to complaints directly, using his status to warn would-be litigious clients against taking action. This is what he said in an official statement about the company in 2014. As a former U.S. attorney, I would only align myself with a first-class organization. World patent marketing goes beyond making statements about doing business ethically and translates those words into action. Fucking nonsense. So what were the cool inventions developed by WPM? Well, they included a, quote, masculine toilet for people with dicks too big to... (laughs) 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 For people with dicks too big to pee in normal toilets... (laughs) Wait a minute, but that only means if it's like just, you're sitting down. I don't. I, I right. If I you're, don't know. Maybe it reaches up closer to your dick so that you don't have to spray. Um, I don't know, dude. I didn't look into what it involved. Huh. It Fascinating. But that yeah, was it makes uh, no sense. They marketed it as you know not like those goddamn feminine toilets. So I'm I'm assuming not for sitting down. Like let's say you got like a Jonah Falcon like 12 inch cock. Like, it, your dick is actually going to be closer yeah. to a regular toilet than everybody else, which prevents less splash. So, Jake, are you saying that we shouldn't uh, help the people who have been traumatized because their dick's so long that the tip touches the water in the bowl? Maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe See? it's a little bit Those lower. Those poor guys. Oh, okay. Anyways, great invention. Big future. Um, um, you, literally ha- you literally would have to have, like, a two-foot cock though to like, J- Jake the is water. literally staring at the ceiling and just kind of like scratching his beard. <laughs> I think he might be a little horny <laughs> to be honest. So another invention uh were jeans that enhance your butt. <laughs> well that's sensible. <laughs> he just specializes in stuff that exists but makes you feel better about your butter dick. Um oh and the last one that I read about was fruit crossbred with marijuana. <laughs> Which well, sounds kind of yeah, cool. I mean, that's oh, all right. right. Yeah, you get a fucking weed apple. Orange, you get a little buzz. That's yeah, okay. it doesn't sound so bad. It's all right. Over time, WPM began diversifying by promoting conspiracies and pseudoscience, including a website that claimed Bigfoot was real and DNA evidence of the Sasquatch had been collected in 2013. And that he has a giant dick and needs a special <laughs> he needs toilet. A special <laughs> toilet for his big hairy dick. <laughs> But if you're wondering what any of this has to do with today's episode theme, then let me introduce you to Dr. Ronald Mallet. <laughs> Ronald is a 73-year-old and has worked at the University of Connecticut since 1975. He's a theoretical physicist and academic who is known for his position on the possibility of time travel. I'd like to read passages from two separate papers Dr. Mallet published. In Einstein's general theory of relativity, Both matter and energy can create a gravitational field. This means that the energy of a light beam can produce a gravitational field. My current research considers both the weak and strong gravitational fields produced by a single continuously circulating unidirectional beam of light. In the weak gravitational field of a unidirectional ring laser, it is predicted that a spinning neutral particle when placed in the ring is dragged around by the resulting gravitational field. So, I mean, that, that actually sounds like John Titer stuff. Yeah, it does. Like, just, yeah. Here's another passage. For the strong gravitational field of a circulating cylinder of light, I have found new exact solutions of the Einstein field equations for the exterior and interior gravitational fields of the light cylinder. The exterior gravitational field is shown to contain closed time-like lines. The presence of closed time-like lines indicates the possibility of time travel into the past. This creates the foundation for a time machine based on a circulating cylinder of light. So he called this theory, quote, space-time twisting by light, or STL. Here is the video that WPM created to advertise the concept. 
It's got no voice track, so I'd like to ask Jake to read the closed captions as I play the video. World Patent Marketing. What if... Time travel wasn't just an idea, but a reality. And it could happen in your lifetime. What would you do? Which way would you go? Would you relive moments from your past? Or visit your future? What would you change if you could? How would you make your life better? How would you make the world better? If you think it's a fantasy, then think again. World-renowned physicist, author, and scholar Dr. Ronald Mulch believes time travel is possible, perhaps within the next decade. For years, Dr. Mallet has conducted research on time travel based on Einstein's theory of relativity. His program, the Space-Time Twisting by Light Project, has gained growing support from scientists and the news media. And despite having some governments, such as China, ban discussion of time travel on TV and elsewhere, <laughs> the world is clearly starting to buy into Mallet's vision. And so, we. A partnership with Eyes into the Future. World Patent Marketing has partnered with Dr. Ronald Mallet to make his vision a reality. WPM's founder and successful entrepreneur Scott Cooper has built a financial instrument to fund Dr. Mallet's research. Step in to the fourth dimension. Time travel technologies give you the opportunity to fund the research that will help make time travel possible and change the future. Spend your time wisely. Time travel technology accepts Bitcoin. <laughs> Funding through Bitcoin means your payment can't be up. <laughs> by any government, bank, or individual, and can be processed from anywhere in the world. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Wall Street said we couldn't do it because they're living in the past. <laughs> create your own future and help make science fiction science fact. Time Travel Technologies. For more information, visit timetravelx.com. 888-926-8174. <laughs> oh, my God. The, 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 
Jake uh, was breaking down, but they try to uh, make you pay by Bitcoin at the end and convince you that this is some great. It's like, it's untrackable. You'll never be able to attack us in a court of law. <laughs> What's funny is, is that, like, I mean, it starts epic enough. But then just like any like buddy trying to convince you of a conspiracy theory, it kind of like breaks down into like, we swear to God, like we're not <laughs> fucking with you. Like this is actually real. Like yeah. don't believe like China who banned, who banned <laughs> right. this yeah. information. Like Just it, because China says that this isn't even information <laughs> doesn't mean. And no one on Wall Street will take us seriously. Yeah. Nobody on Wall Street has funded us at all. Yeah. <laughs> fuck them. And like, this is real. It's they, funny. They often use the Star Wars scroll as yes. well with yellow words. Yeah, yeah, but it's the, the production is just, I mean, you have to go and check awful. this out for yourselves. We'll, we'll post the link. Uh, there's a photo of that ancient Dr. Mallet standing around with what looks like the like random douchebag standing in front of a, a Florida bar, basically. Just like with, I think there was like a popped polo shirt and just, yeah. yeah. Yep, you're right. It has that trajectory. The first is all inspiring and yeah. powerful. And then it gets all weird and defensive. Yeah, yeah it's like insecure. Defensive and insecure and like kind of wordy and like, yeah. you know, run on sentences. Well, it's three minutes long. The guy probably laid down the, the music track and was like, well, this is how long my video is going to be. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> got to like, find pictures for all of it. He's like, all right, I got to come up with... Uh, with uh, three minutes of content, yeah. One of one of my favorite one is is the old woman who starts uh, just like uh, Benjamin buttoning yeah, and she... kind of getting younger and younger until she turns into a child. Yeah. Anyways, go check out that video. It's wonderful. Um, but yes, uh, obviously the scientific community at large remains skeptical. <laughs> In 2016, clients started banding together and they filed a class action lawsuit alleging deception, fraud, and violation of the American Inventor Protection Act, which I fucking love. That's <laughs> like, amazing. Who put that together, Doc? Uh, WPM doubled down and said that their clients were just mad because their inventions failed. Uh, in 2017, however, the online complaints intensified an undercover ftc investigator tried to use wpm to patent a recipe which are almost impossible to patent wpm responded by saying that it was a quote great idea with lasting power and that he should quote expect a revenue stream for decades that year the ftc shut down world patent marketing <laughs> saying quote after wpm strung consumers along for months or even years the defendants did not deliver what they promised Instead, many customers ended up in debt or lost their life savings with nothing to show for it. Wow. Brian Mast, a Republican congressman, immediately denied ever having been on the board, which he was on. This was harder for Matthew Whitaker, who had left quite an email trail, among other things, you know, threatening people and generally throwing his weight around. Wow. The investigation continues to this day. Matthew Whitaker remains the Attorney General of the United States of America. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> And I'm sure I'm sure that there is a, a subsect of the QAnon community that would be like, of course, of course, it's Whitaker. He's his company harnessed the the power of time travel, but they had to play it off like it was a like a, a fraud, so that like the deep state didn't know that they harnessed the power and were able to use it against them. We're being very insensitive to big dick time travelers who have a need for WPM. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> Just a, a guy with a big dick who doesn't like to smoke weed, but wishes he could eat fruit and get high. Uh, you know, I mean, they serve all these people. Uh, yeah. Oh, and if the, if your butt, uh, their butt doesn't look very good, and they just need a little enhancement. Hey, look, man, supply and demand. <laughs> I bet the uh, that ancient Doctor Mallet motherfucker is going around with all the inventions, like just wearing them all at once. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, I gotta move my fake butt out of the way to piss in my masculine <laughs> toilet. Oh man! All right. 
Thank you so much for tuning in for another week of QAnon Anonymous. Thank you to our new $5 subscribers, Kevin B, Gibby G, NP, Sam G, Simon J, Nebis B, Joosh Did Nothing Wrong, <laughs> William S, Robert G, Callum J, Wackass Buster, Adam H, Matt D, Christopher B, Andrew R, Bruce L, Michael W, Ryan W, Kit M, Michael M, Daniel D, Mike S, Garrick B, XD Lord 69, Sheba Computer, and Evan K. And of course, a big thank you to our $10 subscribers, A.W., Allison L., Adam W., Chinchi, Doug S., Drew M., Eric O., James O., Joel D., John S., Josh R., Nikki W., Owen H., Q Loves Cake Farts, which congratulations for making us read that, Robert B., and Sabir. And a massive thank you to our $20 subscribers, Brent F., Chris T., Derek T., Joel T.H., Luke B., and Susie R. If you can't support us financially, you can help by telling friends about us and sharing the world online. <laughs> sharing the world. If you, can't, if you can't afford to support us financially, you can help by telling friends about us and sharing the word online iTunes is a cool place to give us a five-star rating. We also have a Discord server where people hang out and chat, DM us, or find the Discord tweet in our Twitter timeline. You can follow us on Twitter at QAnon Anonymous, and for the hosts, it's Julian Field, F-E-E-L-D, Real Rockatansky, and Travis underscore View. We don't run any advertising on our podcast. We are supported entirely by our listeners. You can subscribe for $5 a month to get access to all of our premium episodes and give the show a chance to grow and remain editorially independent. Head over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous to support us. Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you.